Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for GWBC Radio's Open for Business. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of GWBC Open for Business, and this is going to be a good one. Today we have with us Tina Woodard with Capstone Performance Solutions. Welcome, Tina. Thank you so much. It is certainly a pleasure to be here. Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us a little bit about Capstone. How are you serving folks? Yes. Well, our primary objective is to help leaders and organizations improve performance. And so we help organizations and leaders in healthcare, as well as higher education, government, and technology. We provide leadership development programs that include coaching, group learning sessions, as well as action learning projects that return uh, some investment back to the organization because they are working on real world challenges and applying the new leadership skills that they have learned as they're working on those action learning projects. And we also provide succession planning, talent management to help organizations figure out just who is uh, the right person for the right type of position and what development they need in order to be ready to move up into upper level positions within the organization. So we provide that talent management support, leadership development, as well as innovation We offer programs and labs around design thinking to help stimulate more innovation and creative thinking within the workplace. So those are just a few of the services that we offer through Capstone Performance Solutions. Now, how'd you get into this line of work? Well, I have been in this line of work for a little over 20 years. I started my career as an industrial engineer working in manufacturing uh, as a quality engineer. And it became apparent to me very early in my career that it wasn't necessarily all about the processes and the machines and the procedures. It was really about the people and helping influence and improve those team dynamics in order to improve productivity and effectiveness and efficiency. And that's when I became more interested in team dynamics. So I returned to my alma mater, Clemson University, go Tigers, and earned a degree in human resource development. And that really allowed me to be able to delve into more topics regarding organizational effectiveness, training uh, that employees and leaders need within an organization to operate more effectively. So that's how I made the transition from engineering into human resources. I was in the manufacturing industry and uh, a company that I was working for at the time was looking for a training manager and I applied for the position and I I got it. And so I uh, was able to make that transition and began working more with leaders and helping them to improve their performance. And then you worked, uh, I guess, at enterprise level for a while and then moved into your own practice? Yes, I did. I worked uh, at an executive level for one of the largest and most complex university systems in the country. I was their uh, assistant vice chancellor for organizational development, and I was 
my my team and I, we were responsible for uh, leading the efforts around executive development and performance management, leadership development, professional training and development that all the employees needed. And I uh, successfully uh, ran that organization for eight years, uh, working across the state. And after eight years, I began to feel a need to expand uh, outside of higher education and decided to start my own business so that I would be able to not only serve colleges and universities, but also uh, government agencies and manufacturing facilities, healthcare, and any industry that wanted to really make daily excellence possible. That is our mantra at Capstone Performance Solutions. We are all about providing the support tools and resources to help leaders make daily excellence possible so that the employees will be engaged and that they will actually look forward to coming to work every day and applying discretionary effort in order to achieve the strategic goals and mission and vision of the organization. Now, can you share a little bit for our listeners that are maybe in a corporate position and are thinking about making the leap to entrepreneurship? Was this a difficult decision for you? Was this something that you were excited to do or was it something that you were like, okay, you know, there's risk here? Like, how did you kind of uh, weigh the pros and cons when you were making that decision to become an entrepreneur? Well, for me personally, in all transparency, I really do believe I've been, uh, interested in entrepreneurship, even since I was a a young girl. Uh, I call myself a founder when I was in the sixth grade. I founded a group, uh, a a club that uh, was designed to help girls. Uh, In fact, it was designed to help girls get the playground equipment that we wanted uh, during recess every day. And I was the student body president at my high school, and I was responsible for uh, founding a lot of new initiatives and programs that we had in high school. And then just throughout my life, I can point to certain times when I uh, took a risk to uh, start a new initiative or start a program or start a business. Capstone Performance Solutions wasn't the first business I started. Uh, One of my first businesses was a resume writing business. So I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. I enjoy helping people. I enjoy the freedom to be able to uh, select those individuals that I really do want to work with and the organizations I want to work with. And was it a challenging decision for me to leave an executive level position and transfer uh, a transition into entrepreneurship? Absolutely. Because of course, when you're working for an employer, there are certain uh, luxuries and, and levels of comfort that you experience by having a a salary and benefits and you have someone else doing all of your marketing and someone else doing all of your fulfilling all of your technology needs. And when you step out to start a business, everything uh, that you need in terms of marketing and sales and technology, it's your responsibility as the entrepreneur. So yes, it is scary, but it is also the most rewarding uh, decision and, and endeavor that I've ever approached because uh, it's a learning curve and I love to learn. And so, yes, I have learned a tremendous amount about leadership, 
leading a business as well as sales and marketing and financial planning. I've, I've learned so much. So I enjoy it. It is a risk, but it is so rewarding. And there are so many other resources out there to support uh, business owners, uh, particularly in that startup phase. So it's been uh, quite a tremendous journey for me. Now, has having gone through that transition to help you maybe with empathy when you're dealing with uh, your clients now, maybe you see them in a different light, having, you know, kind of having to deal with the multiple hats that you're having to wear, wear nowadays? Yes, it really does. It gives me a different perspective. Also, in terms of when you are facing an obstacle and you really want to get to the other side of it, but you just feel stuck in some kind of way, because I also felt that in my transition to entrepreneurship, I really wanted to do it, but I was a little uh, afraid of the transition and of the learning curve and uh, some of the obstacles. And I wondered if I really had what it takes in order to overcome those obstacles. And I see that with a lot of my coaching clients. They have a vision for the type of leader that they really want to be, but they find themselves inhibited or stuck, if you will, uh, with certain behaviors. And so I'm able to really empathize with them and help them identify the source of that fear and to begin to work around it to really come in alignment with the leader and the type of culture that you want to establish within your team or within your organization. So yes, I would say it has given me a great deal more empathy for those who I coach and those who are in my leadership development institutes. Now, um, what is the pain that your prospective or clients that you don't have yet are having where Capstone is the solution for them? What what kind of are the symptoms that they're going through that might be triggers to, to give you or somebody on your team a call? Whenever we see organizations that are struggling to establish trust within their culture and when they're really not meeting all of their uh, performance metrics and their or their strategic goals, and they're really not sure uh, how to pull the team together to work more cohesively. Uh, that's when we get called in to work with leaders a lot. Also, when organizations are unable to really effectively and comprehensively identify leaders across their organization who are uh, who should be invested in for next level uh, positions and for that development that will support that, they will contact at Capstone Performance Solutions to come in and assist them with developing those leaders and developing a, a more diverse and multi-generational workforce. And so when uh, we get those calls, we're happy to come in and work with organizations. And we always start with an organizational assessment. We assess the culture, the leadership, the strategy of the organization, and we work with uh, organizational leaders to help them identify some of those pain points. And then we recommend solutions. And then we partner with our clients to help bring those solutions forth in the organization. And we also continue that support over a period of time to ensure that those solutions really stick, that uh, they see and they are able to achieve the outcomes that they really want to achieve. So those are some of the reasons that boards and corporate executives reach out to Capstone Performance Solutions because they know that we have a track record of really being effective in helping develop leaders, coach them through challenging points, help them identify their blind spots, 
thoughts so that they can become more effective in their leadership positions and then begin to transform the culture of the organization so that it is a high performing organization and the leaders are able to really connect with their employees and everyone is really uh, engaged in what they're trying to achieve. Now, I think uh, the word blind spot is really an important word, especially in today's world. Can you share a story? Maybe you help somebody with a blind spot and you obviously don't name names, but maybe um, give some context in the sense of, okay, they had this blind spot. Obviously, they weren't aware of it. We made them aware of it and they were able to make some changes and then take their business to a new level. Oh, yes. Uh, There are several. That's what I do every day. That's what we do here in Capstone. So, yes, there are several examples. But one in particular, we use research-based assessments uh, to help the leaders identify those blind spots. And so this particular leader uh, completed one of our research-based assessments and was really unaware that uh, his behavior was really causing some frustration among his team because of a lack of communication. Uh, He thought that he was communicating effectively what his vision was for the organization and what the values uh, would be for the organization. And he really wasn't. And so everyone was operating kind of in silos and they were uh, not really supporting each other. There was very little interdepartmental communication. And so and this particular organization uh, was growing really rapidly. And so it was really imperative for them to improve communication across the board across the organization. And so with that new level of self-awareness about uh, his particular responsibility for improving communication and being more transparent and uh, helping to facilitate cross-communications, communication across uh, departments, it was really able to, uh, having that increased awareness helped him open up communicate more frequently, communicate in various ways, and help the organization begin to move forward. Now, when you're working with a client that has a blind spot, is it something that it becomes apparent, like you've been doing this a while, so it's something like, is it obvious to you? It's like like right in front of your face, and then sometimes you're like, how do they not know this or see this? Or is it something that you can understand that, okay, I understand that they might not Uh, interpret their behavior as being kind of counterproductive to what they're trying to really accomplish? Usually, and, and, you know, that's why we call them blind spots, because there's a low level of self-awareness about that particular behavior and how it's affecting other people. And usually that is the key area, because sometimes we know we have developmental areas or weaknesses that are affecting our team or affecting the culture of the organization. We have an awareness of that and we're actively working on improving in that area. But then sometimes there are those areas that we call blind spots that that you really don't even have an awareness that you're coming across and affecting your team or the organizational culture in the ways that you are. And so those assessments are really helpful in uh, helping them understand that, uh, you know, from a rigorous, scientifically assessed approach that, yes, this is a blind spot for you. And we, we not only use those assessments, but then we use other sources of data, such as just simply having uh, 
conversations with some people who are familiar with how they're leading. Uh, and that sheds light as well on what some of those blind spots may be. So most of the time, it's just a general lack of awareness about what those blind spots are and how the what are the implications of that behavior. And so going through our leadership institutes or going through our one-on-one Excel coaching programs, those two initiatives have been really helpful in helping leaders identify their blind spots and begin to create an action plan for behavior change so that they can begin to be more effective as leaders. Because once you see something, it's hard to unsee it, right? Once oh, absolutely. That- yes. Yeah. The exposure to it. Once you're exposed to something, you can't be unexposed and it raises your awareness so that you immediately want to take some form of action. And sometimes the leaders aren't exactly sure what they should do about that uh, newfound information and those new insights. And that's where coaching comes in, where we're trained in asking the, just the right questions to help them discover, not to give them the solution, but help them to discover the solution that would be feasible and appropriate for them. Uh, to take the next step in order to become more effective. Now, is there any low-hanging fruit or kind of easy stuff or baby steps that uh, an organization can do to build a loyal and high-performing team? Yes, you know, just making sure that there's, we hear this term psychological safety uh, quite a bit right now. So it's having that trust in your culture, but then really being intentional about making sure that people feel included, making sure that they are comfortable, uh, bringing their, the, their whole selves to the organization every day, that uh, they will not be rejected or ridiculed uh, for speaking out. That is the psychological safety that is certainly a goal in many organizations that if that is present, then you will have a culture that is um, characteristic of more open and honest and transparent communication so that people feel supported. They feel that they their voices are heard and that they can speak out and it won't be uh, viewed negatively within the organization, but it's actually uh, welcomed and encouraged for employees to speak out in the organization. Now, when you start working with an organization, is this something that once they kind of get a taste of the deliverables that you're promising and that you do deliver, that you become more than a vendor, it's more of a partnership, and then you you can really start working with these folks for an extended period of time to help them reach objectives, maybe in areas that they didn't anticipate when they first started working with you? That is absolutely what we are experiencing. We have five years of satisfied clients again, in healthcare, in government, in higher education, in, in, in techno- technology, excuse me. And oftentimes uh, they renew their contracts and the partnerships with us for multiple years. Uh, because once we start really partnering with an organization, we become familiar with their leaders, with the culture, and we understand the dynamics and the direction in which the organization is headed, then it's just simply easier for the organization to retain us over a longer period of time to continue to support them towards reaching their strategic goals. So we experience that quite often where our clients will renew their contracts with us uh, for multiple years. Yeah, doing good work is a great way uh, to grow your practice, right? 
Oh, absolutely. And one of our core corporate values is excellence. I mentioned earlier that I have a background in quality engineering. So continuous improvement is really a priority for us here at Capstone Performance Solutions. We constantly evaluate our work. We constantly evaluate our clients and their satisfaction with our services. And we're constantly just improving because we really want to ensure that we are delivering the value to our clients that they have come to expect from us and that uh, something that we would be proud to put the capstone logo on uh, to make sure that we're delivering excellence to our clients. And so we definitely believe that, you know, our work isn't done until we have reached a level of excellence. And we believe that we have to model that. If our motto is making daily excellence possible, and it is, then we have to lead by example as a corporation. We have to lead by example in making daily excellence possible internally, and then making that uh, a reality for our clients as well. Now, uh, what uh, was the reason to get involved with GWBC? Why, why did you join that organization? Well, I have to acknowledge uh, the Small Business Development Center. I have just the most amazing business advisor uh, at the Small Business Development Center. And we meet monthly. And one of our goals for Capstone Performance Solutions was to uh, earn our WeBank certification. And that's where I learned about the uh, Business Council, the Georgia Women's Business Council and the WeBank certification and once I learned about the support and the resources and the training that they provide for, uh, you know, women-owned businesses, I was just so uh, encouraged by that because uh, I have a doctorate in adult education, but I have very little business management experience. And so starting a business for me was quite uh, concerning and it made me a little nervous because I wasn't really sure exactly what to do and how to do it. So having the training and the resources and the tools uh, and the support uh, with the WeBank certification was definitely something that I aspired to do and that I was encouraged to do by my business advisor at the Small Business Development Center. So it was one of my first goals. Uh, and I worked very diligently on the application. And I was so delighted that uh, after my site visit, we were notified that we earned our WeBank certification. And since then, uh, it has been just a very rewarding experience. Uh, we are, of course, in the WeBank database now. And just recently, we were invited by a Fortune 100 company to participate in uh, an invitation only matchmaking event because their corporation is seeking certain products and services this year. And they wanted, uh, they did their vetting through the WeBank database and selected Capstone Performance Solutions to participate in this matchmaking event. And so just two weeks ago, we were able to participate and pitch our business to the corporate leaders of that organization. And so the WeBank certification is certainly paying off uh, through the training, the support, the uh, notifications to other corporations in uh, the metro area that we're here and we're ready to deliver value. Well, congratulations on all the success. If there's a company out there that wants to learn more, have a more substantive conversation with you or somebody on your team, uh, and they aspire to have a high performing team and uh, need help taking what they have to the next level, what is the website for them to learn more about your services? 
They can certainly learn more by visiting capstonesolutionsinc.com and contact us. Our contact information is on our website, but certainly uh, visit our website, learn more about us and the ways that we can deliver value. We're ready to help you make daily excellence possible. Capstonesolutionsinc.com. Well, Tina, thank you again for sharing your story. You're doing important work and we appreciate you. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I enjoyed our conversation. All right, this is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on GWBC Open for Business. 